0: Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou.
1: Don't be afraid to be great. You don't get no better than that, man. Base line, wide open receiver across midfield, still going. Missouri, amazing. Where's
2: the noise? This is the cast Howdy, Colin. Howdy. Well, we're uh, playing football again. It seems like it's been a while.
3: Definitely been.
2: Some time. We're playing Vanderbilt, so normally I would say, all right, easy win. But I don't know if you noticed, but the Tigers this year have been mm, terrible.
3: And the Tigers have not had their way with Vanderbilt the way we would hope they would have over the past. And so, uh, you know, there's not a lot of reason for tons of optimism, but uh, I think everybody feels confident we can win.
2: I do, too. I I mean, as bad as we have been and as depressed as we've gotten at different points in this season, Vanderbilt has been an absolute dumpster fire for the last two years. And when you look at what Vanderbilt's been able to do, I watched the Vanderbilt South Carolina game. And for anybody who hasn't, I don't recommend it. Uh, (laughs) Those are two terrible football teams. And a lot of people are saying, well, thank God we got Vanderbilt left on the schedule because we're going to go through the uh, the gauntlet after that. But we do have South Carolina remaining, and I remain confident that we can beat South Carolina because they looked as fucking terrible as Vanderbilt did, in my opinion. And while we have terrible flaws, particularly on our defense— I think we have more talent than either of those two schools. So, yes, Georgia is going to murder us. The Georgia game is going to be an absolute homicide. And I believe Arkansas and Florida are going to have their way with us. But I do think that Vanderbilt and South Carolina – Our games that we can put up a bad but respectable five-win season together. You know, granted, we were hoping for bowls this year. That's clearly Mm -hmm. not happening. But there is no reason I don't think why we can't have five wins.
3: Well, now knowing what our team is, because we do know what our team is at this point. Right. That is the realistic expectation, is five wins, we beat South Carolina and Vanderbilt. That's what Drinkowitz needs to do to sort of keep his head above water, especially with the Ber- the Luther Burden signing i mean like i think everybody's still on team drinkwitz i think everybody sees still sees this as a program on the rise the trajectory of the program is is going up you know this season it, it's been the manson family murders and uh, it was not so. It's not what we hoped, basically. But uh, I think way everybody believes that things are going the right direction. And but I tell you what, a bad loss to a South Carolina and got a loss to Vanderbilt. I mean, you can really start to be like, is is, is there a turnaround in this team? But again, you, you just have to look at that recruiting class and think, yeah, there is. It doesn't take very long for your team to fall on hard times. You know, you don't. You're, we're seeing it now, there's,
2: and almost every team does. So we got to realize yeah, there's not it. a
3: lot of. Not a lot of thoroughbreds in the stable right now, and, and we're seeing what that does to your football program. But conversely, it doesn't take very many recruiting off seasons like Drinkwitz is having to build a your program to be pretty good. We're you know so, floating somewhere around fourteen, fifteen, depending on the service you're looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, put two or three back to back years of the top fifteen, top twenty recruiting classes, and watch this team's fortunes change.
2: Yeah, I, I think that if we did lose to Vanderbilt this weekend, Wilkes should be fired if we lose to Vanderbilt. Because you just do much studying on what Vanderbilt is, and there's absolutely no reason, despite whatever talent gaps we have on our defense, there's no reason we should lose to Vanderbilt. And this is going to fall on the offense as well, but I think it will be a catastrophe if we lose to Vanderbilt this season just because they're so bad. But, you know, I was recently reading a article by our good friends at rock m nation always loved them always will don't know anything that could stop that and they were talking about our defense and taking stock of where we are because like you say, we do know what kind of team we are and when you look at the run defense i mean comparing it to 2016 which was the year that like we'd hired barry odom he was a defensive guy we expected the defense to be a strength and at that point in 2016 they were historically bad And it's hard to believe now, but this 2021 team is far worse than that 2016 team that could not stop anyone like this is. Inexcusably bad. There's no amount of, regardless of what guys we'd like to have in place or losing Nick Bolton or this or that or the other thing, there's no excuse for the amount of yards we give up, particularly on the ground game. So that is going to fall on Steve Wilkes. And if it continues, and it will, it's going to, you know, there's no solution. When you're this bad, the good news, Colin, is that we don't really have to fight the Pollyannas right now because there's nothing to be Pollyanna about. There's no, there's no kernel to cling to that we have any hope of being any good on defense this year. We have a lot of hope for the coming years because like you said, we haven't talked about it, but Luther Burden
3: saved the fucking day. He's definitely put uh, the shine back on Drinkwitz. But before we get there, I just want to say, I, th- I think Drinkwitz is probably as frustrated as anybody with this. I, I, I think Drinkwitz is a young, talented coach, and but he has not been in this position before. He spent one season at App State and he won twelve games. And last year, you know, COVID year, everybody was a little more forgiving. And he had a and he probably exceeded expectations last year. Mm-hmm. And he's been, been been recruiting well. And then we've run into this season. And Drinkwith said himself, maybe he set expectations too high for the fans. But I this is the first time he's dealt with a press who that's going, Hey, what the fuck going on? What's wrong? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. are you going to fire your defensive coordinator? This is the first time he's probably had to look at players and have to answer questions and try tr- and struggle to find answers because these players are probably asking questions. They want to know why things are going away. You know, what are we going to do to fix things? And I think Drinkowitz is probably, I mean, this is, he's he's learning along the way. And I'm sure they hired, you know, Steve Wilkes as a, thinking that here's a guy that's from the NFL and he's going to be able to take care of the defense. I won't have to think about it. You know, I'm an offensive guy. I'll, I'm going to run the, the show and I'm going to run my offense and, I can just hand the keys to the defensive car to this fella and he'll just drive it right down the road. And uh, it turns out to be the most disastrous hire he could possibly make. <laughs> and, um, and I think that uh, Drinkwitz is, this is going to be a very l- good learning season for him. I think, you know, as hard as it may be now to see, what's going to make him a better coach in the long run. Maybe not a, coach, a better coach for Mizzou necessarily, but the positive that can come from a season like this is that you don't make these same mistakes again let's let's hope that is the case but as you say when things were in the toilet and 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 trending down a big thing happened we got a five-star wide receiver luther burden out of st louis and it was uh, and he he told uh alabama and georgia to eat shit and deferred to mizzou and seems very invested in this idea of let's keep the talent at home let's build this program let's do something for our state and you know what i mean like I like sort of that overall attitude of the signing. You know, Drinkwits is obviously selling a let's take pride in our home state and our home university and let's build something special here.
2: The signing was huge. I don't think we can even overstate how big it was. I mean, we were getting some tweets, some private messages on our Twitter account. And we Ever since we've had this podcast, we always do. We get People send us, look – My second cousin's nieces, grandpa's brother went to the same high school that Luther Burden once played at in junior high, and he said that he's all in on Mizzou. And, you know, a lot of times, don't stop sending us those.
1: I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen.
2: we love them because, you know, we take them with a grain of salt, depending on where they're from, obviously. But sometimes there's a nugget there, our kernel, that we can explore further and find out some dirt. And it's the first way we do it. But, you know, we always do take it with a little bit of a grain of salt because everybody's got a rumor they want to tell us about. And the talk had been that Luther Burden was all in on Mizzou. But I kept looking. It's just like every week we suck. Everybody's down. Georgia's number one in the country. Alabama is Alabama. Like, I don't think this is a sure thing. And they toss tossed those hats and I'm like, well, I'll be damned. And I mean, I know this is a little bit hyperbolic, but I told Colin after it happened, I said, this didn't just save the recruiting class or, or turn the season around in a weird way. I almost, not just Luther Burden, but this recruiting class could save Mizzou football's program. <laughs> and I know that's, well, that's like an I extreme. Say, like, se-
3: so easy to slide off the cliff.
2: Yeah, and that's right. And we were heading that way.
3: recruiting. It's easy to slide back into the driver's seat with some good recruiting. So it it can't be dismissed, you know, yeah. as hyperbole to say that this was. I mean, an enormous win for this program.
2: It's, it's easy to slide out, and it's easy to slide in, but it's so much easier to go downhill because it takes a guy like obviously the recruiting skills that Drinkwitz has to land a guy like Luther Burden. And a guy like Barry Odom didn't have that in him. Barry Odom did have the ability to slide us down into the mire of the 1980s, and anybody that was around to know what the 1980s and early 90s football at Mizzou looked like knows that it was ugly, it was really hard, and it's a place we don't want to be again. Ever since 2014, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, the better part of this decade, we ain't been so good, you know, and if we continue to get worse, which is the direction we were heading this year, then... God, it's not unrealistic to say that we were just going to be an irrelevant program for another decade. And this signing in particular and this recruiting class in general changes that dynamic hugely because it means we can compete for five-star athletes in a way that, I and mean, Colin, I can think of a handful less than one hand's worth of five-star recruits that have come to Mizzou in the last 20 years. It's not many. This is a, this is a big deal. And for your, if you're a college kid and you're 20 or younger, there's only been three or four guys of this caliber. And when people are talking about Luther Burden, they say like, yes, Jeremy Macklin made an immediate impact. We have every reason to expect that Luther Burden is way better than Jeremy Macklin was.
3: Well, I tell you what, you watch Luther Burden's highlights and he is, he is playing some of the best high schools in the nation. I mean, they're traveling around playing high schools and, and he looks like the best guy on the field pretty easily on most of these football during most of these football games which is impressive because there's plenty of guys on these teams that are on division one scholarship you know and i i heard a uh, i can't remember what was the post or uh, the news tribune but they were talking about how you know sort of how this different this was than maybe like the Doral green beckham signing because and one of the things that they brought up as well Doral green beckham was an, ex- an extremely talented young man and ended up despite having trouble in college, you know, landing in the NFL and being successful when he had his head screwed on straight, but he didn't. And he almost immediately washed out, but they're like, you know, when you're paying down in Springfield where Doral Green Beckham was, you know, Doral Green Beckham was destroying six foot one kids who were, you know, literally eight miles per hour, slower than him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he was dominating in an area that didn't have a lot of dominant players. Luther Burden is doing it around other guys, who are going to Division I college football teams, and he is dominating them. And so I'm curious to see how quickly that translates to success on the football field. Cause we don't know. I mean, as Mizzou fans, we've very rarely got a talent at this level to show us how quickly that can translate to success, you know, and especially at this position. I mean, we saw Darrell Green Beckham, and Darrell Green Beckham did make an impact right away, and this guy supposedly is better. The other guys that have sort of been of this vein, like um, Terry Beckner Jr., I mean, he's a defensive lineman, and he played solid. but Well,
2: and he had two knee injuries in two different seasons that really hampered his entire college career.
3: But I'm hoping and I'm curious to see how big an impact a guy like this can have immediately. I'm curious to see, you know, Sam Horn, how quickly will they hand the keys of the car to him? I mean, it it certainly looks like, you know, Baselak may have hit a ceiling. And maybe not. Maybe he's just going through a slump. But maybe this is what he is. You know what I mean? Like, last year, he sort of was an unknown commodity and played well. And now people have got a little book on him and everything. The offensive line hasn't played well. And now we're we're just seeing, like, this is – he's not a bad quarterback necessarily. He's just not good enough. And so, I don't know. I well, hope he's good enough. But anyway – you Next year, you're going to have Sam Horn. And next year, you're going to have Luther Burden. And next year, you're going to have several other guys within this class that are pretty good. And so it makes me want to hit fast forward to next season, basically.
2: I think everybody's kind of looking towards the next season, especially, I mean, the season's shot. There's no answers on defense. But on offense, I do have a little optimism. Colin, you mentioned Basilac and the struggles that he has had. I particularly think you're going to see a really good game. Out of Bazalack this week against Vanderbilt, and you can put that, write that down. Brendan said it, and the reason I think is twofold. One is it's Vanderbilt, obviously they're going to be a easier challenge than some of the people we've been facing. But B, I think that Connor Bazalack has been playing way more hurt than either he or Drinkowitz has let on, and we've had a bye week to really get healthy. So he's had a full two weeks of recovery time that I think is going to be tremendously beneficial to Connor Bazalack because you just look at the guy play. And he's not the same guy that he even was at the beginning of this season. And I think he's been really hurt and not, not with like a broken bone or anything, but I just think he has been beaten up and it's taken its toll. And I think a little bit of rest is going to have a huge impact on him and it's going to be very beneficial. And then like you said, next year, look, Sam Horn is not going to be our starting quarterback next year. I'm just going to say that right now because people don't realize how little time you get with your college football team when you transition from high school to college and to go from a high school chasing pussy on prom night and then trying to learn a division one offense in like essentially two to three weeks is very challenging. And it's one thing to read the book and learn the plays, but it's another to like get to know your guys. And so Connor Bazelak, no matter what you think of him, it will have a tremendous advantage of two full years of playing in SEC college level football. I'm not saying Sam Horn won't play his first year, but he's not going to be game one. We're, he's going to break him in. And I am excited to see him because I do think he's a bigger talent than what we have right now um, throwing the ball. And we need talent to take full advantage of what Luther Burden can do for this team. And he's going to be able to do a lot, not just what he does himself, but the pressure he takes off our other receivers and the quarterback himself.
3: And I think that's one position on, this, on the team that I don't have a, a lot of concerns about. I think there's going to be a lot of good wide receivers. I think there's going to be an opportunity for other guys to excel because Luther Burton is definitely going to garner some attention, you know what I mean. And in the Tosky dubs of the world, and well, all those other guys could really benefit from it. I think if you're an NFL fan, you, you've and you've rooted for a team that has a top tier wide receiver, you see how much it can help the other guys on the other side of the field because they're always getting one on ones. There's no safety help over the top for the second wide receiver, it's what makes you know. I know I always bring up the Kansas City Chiefs, but it was part of what makes the Chiefs so difficult to deal with. When you've got uh, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, you can't double everybody. And so, you know, a Luther Burden and one of these other guys, especially uh, out of this receiving core, can develop. St. Basilac or Sam Horner, if somebody can deliver the ball. It could be a handful in a hurry. But this week, no. This week it's Vanderbilt, and this week we're not going to have Luther Burden. And this week it's it's we're going to go to war with the boys we got. And um, we need to win this game and probably win it handily. I think there's some momentum that has been built by the Luther Burden signing. It's reminded Mizzou fans that, hey, despite what this season looks like, things are still looking up yeah. to, a, to a certain degree. That win that has currently been sort of blown into the sails can very, very quickly dissipate if you lose to a team like Vanderbilt. So they, it's Missouri has got to take this team seriously. They have got to win this game. And to my mind, if, if Drinkwitz really wants to continue this momentum the Burden signing has given him, He needs to win this game handily.
2: I agree. And next year, whoever's throwing the ball to Luther Burden, I think they're going to instantly look better because you can't underestimate how much it helps quarterback when the guy's throwing to every single play gets huge amounts of separation. And a Mizzou quarterback hasn't had that benefit in a long time. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be a lot of fun fast because he's going to contribute right away. Agreed. Well, Colin, we weren't the only ones who were excited about the Luther Burden hiring. Why don't we take our first break, and then when we come back, we'll play some voicemails from the folks who uh, expressed their feelings about uh, what happened whenever Luther Burden chucked those Georgia and Alabama hats onto the dusty floor and uh, put on a Mazzucca. Anyway, till then, this is the Mazadcast. So, Colin, we got a new
1: – Welcome to Fail Better. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Sponsor that I think we both wanted to talk about a little bit, and it's uh, it's called Symbol, and I'm pretty sure that uh, nobody listening knows
3: what the fuck it is yet. Nope, probably not, but it's worth knowing about.
2: Yeah, Symbol is a market-based gambling exchange for Sports and not just college sports, but all sports. And essentially, rather than taking teams against a spread each week, you treat a team as if it's a company and you buy stock in this team. And there's two ways to make money with them. You can either get a win bonus that happens with your any team that you've invested in, you get money for when they win. I think for college football, you get 50 cents per win. And if the value of your stock goes up, say you buy Mizzou low, now might be a great time to buy Mizzou stock. Next year, they start looking good. People buy in on Mizzou. The stock trades higher. You trade your stock and then you make money that way. So there's multiple ways to win. And the exciting thing, Colin, is that if you put in your promo code of M-I-Z-Z-O-U Mizzou, now Symbol will front you $500 to play around with. Now, you can't, Immediately withdraw that five hundred dollars. You can make money off the winnings, but not the money itself. But that's five hundred dollars. You can start trading right away. And Colin, you've been doing this with our account, haven't you?
3: I have. I've bought into uh, some stocks and uh, on teams and uh, am and, uh, following them. And like I said, I'm a an excellent investor. I think.
2: Hmm, sure.
3: So I uh, I bought the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow's the real deal. I I bought the Cardinals because, well, we're St. Louis Cardinals fans. I I think John Mazelax is a fucking turd. Anybody that wears a bow tie like that in public, it needs to be hit with a shovel. (laughs) Oh, and I, I don't have any confidence that he'll ever bring the Cardinals to prominence again because it's a, a miserly cocksucker. I bought the Chiefs. Uh, I think as long as um, Patrick Mahomes is in Kansas City, you're, that's not a bad bet. I bought uh, the Kings based on, I don't watch a lot of NBA basketball, so I called one of my friends and said, hey, give me some teams that are maybe uh, you know not on fire, not expected to be a big deal necessarily, but you think might be on the up and up. And he gave me the, I bought the Kings and I bought the Knicks and I bought the Pacers and the Bulls. And so all of those teams are uh, in our portfolio. I also bought LSU because LSU is a blue chip program. They're about to fire their coach. They're not, their season has been on hard times. So they're they're uh, a little bit uh, low priced right now. But what I can promise you is that LSU will not stop hiring coaches and spending money until they win another national championship. So it seems like a good time to buy LSU. We bought it, and I bought Mizzou, obviously, because not just because they're the home team and we love them, but because I think Drink Wits has us on the upward trend. And I bought South Carolina because, though I don't have a ton of confidence in South Carolina, I do think this Coach Beamer is a better coach than the last couple guys they've hired. And so I'm like, they're really bad right now. And they're cheap because of that. And so I, while I don't expect them to set the world on fire, I do ex- expect them to get better. And therefore the value of their team stock will go up. And the last thing I bought, Brennan, I bought one share of KU football.
2: <laughs> Wait, I thought you said you were a good investor, Colin.
3: Well, I bought this because it was the cheapest thing that there was. I just sort of uh, bought it so I can um, watch the value of it decrease and just... Here's a for instance, Brendan. Let's see. Let's go to Alabama is worth right now. Let's go to my the stock ticker here. So, Brendan, Alabama, for instance, is trading at $58.85. Kansas, on the other hand, is trading for
2: $10.71. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a deal. Well, and Colin, not only have you uh, made these stock purchases, but the NBA season has started and we've already made 30 cents on your uh, NBA trades because of the win bonus and you get 10 cents for every NBA win. And so regardless of how your stock is performing overall, the more I mean, if you just buy a stock and hang on to it, eventually the win bonus money will pay for your stock.
3: Yeah, I don't see how these guys are going to make money because they're just going to be paying the shit out of us. But I'm not <laughs> going to question their business model as long as they're paying out, Brandon. Right?
2: That's right. And if you want to get on it too, you just go to S-I-M-B-U-L-L.A-P-P, symbol.app, start your account, make a deposit, get that $500 with M-I-Z-Z-O-U as the promo code and uh, start doing your investing. You can also become sort of friends with us and check on our portfolio and we can do the same with you. And there's a teammates option where we can do that. And uh, we'd like to see that happen if you guys start investing too. We want to steal your good ideas because as we all know, we're stupid.
3: Yeah, we're dumb, dumb people. Yeah. With tiny penises. But anyway, we... we, I don't know why I needed to say that part.
2: No, it has nothing to do with the ad. It's certainly not in the copy. But uh, anyway...
3: I don't know why... I feel like I should say that publicly.
2: <laughs> I've been asking like you that it for years. Do us any favors? <laughs> but go to symbol.app today, whether you have a big, big penis or a small one like us, and win some money. And we are back, and as promised, here is the mailbag, Luther Burden edition.
0: Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna whale.
1: Hey, this is Darnell in Athens. I'm a dog fan. I just want to congratulate you guys. Luther Burden was a hell of a get. Uh, I think uh, you know he's probably gonna do big things for you guys. And, uh, I am disappointed that he's not a dog, but, you know, he, it sounds like he's staying in Missouri for the right reasons. He's got a lot of pride in where he comes from. And, uh, dude, I think he's going to ball out. So you guys have something to, to, uh, look forward to in the future. All right.
3: Uh, M.I.Z. Z-O-U. If you ever need to be reminded that uh, Georgia fans are not Tennessee fans, that phone call does it.
2: <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Darnell, Z-O-U, and uh, go UGA, I guess. That's right. Yeah, they, we'll never hear that from a Tennessee fan. A Tennessee fan would be like, he made a terrible decision. He's ruined his career. Fuck you and fuck him. That's that's Tennessee in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, bitch. Fuck yeah. We got Luther Burton, motherfuckers. We got Luther, motherfucker, Burden. It's amazing. Oh my god, it's like having an orgasm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit.
3: <laughs> this guy is enjoying himself.
1: Another West Coast review fan again. I know everyone's super excited. Uh unless Luther um uh, can play defensive line, I am I'm just I'm happy. I really am. He's an exceptional talent. Watch his highlights on YouTube. Go and do it. He's amazing. Um if drink can keep doing this. Uh, great. But what I want Drink to, to start doing is to start recruiting offensive and defensive linemen because we need a lot of help there, especially on the defensive side. But this is a good day. We should all be happy. He's a, certainly a better recruiter than Odom for all of Odom's sins.
3: I think that was probably his biggest one. Yeah. I'm excited for next year. Not excited for next week. Go ahead, I It's amazing that the, the charmer that Odom was, that gregarious personality, that he didn't recruit better. <laughs>
2: It is, it is amazing. And I do agree with our West Coast Mizzou fan that, uh, Barry Adams' lack of recruiting was ultimately the biggest problem. And what it's the ramifications we're seeing still to this day. But, you know, the nice thing is that Drinkwitz is recruiting linemen. I mean, we got a four star lineman and Marquis Gracile from St. Charles area. We've got Armand Membo from Lee Summit. He's a three star offensive lineman. We got uh, Jalen Marshall, a three star defensive lineman. Um, We got Tristan Wilson. He's a three star offensive lineman. And then uh, Valen Eckerson, who's an offensive tackle. So we're getting guys in the trenches as well. But obviously, they're not going to be the marquee signing that Luther Burden is. But we're addressing our concerns, I feel like, so far.
1: Just want to give you an idea of my mood right now. Horn drops back to pass. Hits Burden over the middle for an 80-yard touchdown. Mizzou leads Alabama 50
3: Let's go! Oh, God. <laughs> well... The first thing I thought was unbelievable about that call, Brandon, was he said he hit him over the middle. It would be outside the hashes because we're not allowed to throw the middle, apparently. <laughs> uh, and the second most th- – that was the uh, the second most unbelievable thing in that voicemail.
2: <laughs> I hope it's all true, though. I hope he's right.
1: Holy shit, Luther Burden's coming to Mizzou. This is the opposite of Hobocom. Hobocom. And I want it yeah. all over me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is unicorn come, buddy.
2: Sour grapes. Oh yeah, there were sour grapes tweets. forgot to get to those. Colin. Oh
3: shit! Hey guys, we're gonna play sour. We've got a Jay Bryan, our our intrepid sour grapes reporter, sent us plenty of that. Uh-huh. We've got plenty of that. Me and Brendan just really bad at following through on stuff.
2: Ooh, Colin, we'll play uh, sour grapes over the weekend. We got a bigger audience on the that's weekend. That's what I'm saying.
3: Show. Like we're gonna save that for the weekend show because Vanderbilt. Unless we lose to Vanderbilt is not going to give us much to talk about anyway. <laughs> so we'll play Sour Grace Luther Burden Edition this weekend.
1: Well, I think Drinkwitz has earned himself a one-year extension on his honeymoon period.
3: Yeah, great fucking
1: job, Drinkwitz. I love you. We may be shit this year, but hell, you know, give him next year. Give him next year, why not? You know, if he doesn't do good, give him one more year after that. You know, fuck it. He may be one of those coaches that that uh recruits good and coaches like shit, but, I mean, fuck it, he got second best player in recruiting history and is what third recruiting cycle you know that's pretty fucking good i would say so i mean fucking dinner and drink let i want to suck the hobo come out of your cock. homo come good lord m-i-z
2: good
3: lord oh god I just,
2: people love football Colin. people love football
3: <laughs> they do and hobo come apparently good night Hobo
1: come what's up you fucking idiot Hey, Phil. uh, I'm a day late on the Luther shit. Thank fucking Christ that happened. I don't give a fuck what happens the rest of this season. Now, well, I kind of do. I'll probably still be pissed off. But fuck yeah. Oh, and by the way, I have an uncle who's an Arkansas fan, and even he's salty about it. So I'm probably going to whip his ass on fucking Christmas (laughs) Eve or Christmas Day. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe both. Fuck him. (laughs) Love you guys. Yeah, love, great. Go fuck yourselves. People in St. Louis can't drive worth the flock Bye. <laughs>
2: that was a lot in that email or voicemail. Oh boy. Yeah, we love you no, too, Phil. Yeah, we love Phil and we love Luther Burden. It's uh, it's gonna be exciting times. <laughs> Da-da-da-da. Well, Colin, I wanted to uh, close the show out by going around the horn because we did not do a show last week. Whenever Mizzou is on by, so are the boys at the Mizzoucast. We're lazy fuckers, and we're going to take advantage of a break when we can get it, and so I think it's a good time now to go around the horn with the SEC. We're, we're,
1: we break a bread at Waffle House or- pretty good we even play some basketball when jesus says we should so pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me we built a church for saturdays and called it sec jesus loves
2: football well colin would you mind firing up the paul feinbaum he doesn't usually join us midweek but uh, it's his time here we go Alabama. Alabama. Nick Saban. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. All right, Colin. The first game we have on the docket. This is a big one. It's a two thirty game, CBS. Number one in the country, 7 0, Georgia is facing Florida in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Georgia's a two touchdown favorite in this one. Florida's sitting at 4 and 3. They're not going to win this football game. How close do you think it's going to be?
3: I think 14 is a pretty good spread. You know, they're, they're, they're rivals. You never know what's going to happen. I. I will say this I I was I guess I didn't realize how uh, contentious coach Mullen's relationship had become with basically everyone. I was mm-hmm. listening to uh, a national show uh, on the radio a couple of days ago and they were talking to one of the beat writers down there in Florida <laughs> and they're basically saying like they're they, they they don't expect Mullen to be back next year. Like he's being being mentioned with other jobs and uh, he's been extremely contentious with the press, he's been extremely contentious with the fans and he's, just sort of pissing off anybody and everybody he can, despite the fact that they played Alabama in the SEC championship game last year. It looks like Dan Mullen might be shooting his way out of a town.
2: Well, Dan Mullen is a giant piece of shit and everybody hates his fucking guts. And that was true before he came to Florida. And it's certainly true now. I mean,
3: he's one of those guys that's a talented coach, but just, you know, it's just abrasive and it's going to piss off administrators and every, everybody, he's going to piss people off. He just, He can't help himself.
1: You
2: certainly don't have to be a nice guy to win football games or be a college football coach. But if you are a huge fucking prick, you better win because they're not going to keep you around just to be a losing prick. And I mean, I talked to a guy who uh, works at Mississippi State and he said, oh, yeah, well no, everybody fucking hated him. But when he was winning, everybody overlooked what a douchebag he was uh, because he was winning. And when you start to lose, then you're just a douchebag, and I think that's what Florida's got themselves right now. They got themselves yeah, a giant douchebag who looks like Cousin Eddie from the Vacation movies and has no neck.
3: Well, that's um sort of like my, my always my biggest uh, scare with Lane Kiffin. I was like Lane Kiffin's obviously a talented football coach who just wears people out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like at some point. And the minute – and when you're like that, like you said, the minute you stop winning, everybody's like, all right, there's no reason to put up with this anymore. It's the same with like NFL wide receivers that are dickheads, the Terrell Owens and the Chad Johnsons, the world from a few years ago. It's like they were colossal pains in the balls, but they were two of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And the minute they became not that, everybody said, eat shit, Butch. Get out of (laughs) here.
2: And, Paul, who do you think is going to win this one? Georgia. Yeah, we all think that. Well, I know I'm not going to shed any tears for Dan Mullen if this is his last season at Florida.
3: No, he's a terrible person. Fuck him.
2: All right. Auburn is going to be facing Ole Miss at home. Auburn sits 5-2. and two. Ole Miss is 6-1. and one. Auburn is favored by three points despite Ole Miss being uh, having a – one of their best seasons in years. This is the 6 p.m. ESPN game. Who you got in this one, Colin?
3: Well, I would not bet this. I'd like Old Miss, honestly. I, you know They got a better quarterback. and uh, Not that Bo Nix, I mean, shit, he's played well, too. I mean, it's a Especially good
2: Especially of late. Bo Nix has been playing well the last two games.
3: It's a good matchup. There's a couple teams in the SEC that are playing well and uh, are strong football teams. Maybe not the top of the, the SEC, but this is, you know, if you want to fall into that sort of SEC is better than everybody else, you know, mindset. This is a good example of why. Like, this isn't Alabama, Georgia, but it's still a good goddamn game, and better than most of the games most of the other conferences are going to offer you this weekend to watch.
2: And you know, if Ole Miss does manage to pull off the road win here and go seven and one, they've got that one loss to Alabama, but that's the only blemish on their record, and it's maybe the game that takes them from having a pretty good season where everybody's hopeful about the direction they're headed to like a really fucking good season, you know, ten and one, 11 and one kind of year, and it's gonna we're gonna find out. The proof will be in the pudding this weekend. It is a road game. Like I said, it's at Jordan-Hare, so it will be a tough, really good win if they can pull it off. But they've done it before. You know, They had some really tough road games that they've managed to sneak away with wins, so I'm really looking forward to it. Obviously, I'll be watching it. Paul, who do you think is going to win this one? Auburn- Yeah, Paul, I mean, he doesn't just love Alabama. He he loves the SEC West. And if it comes out of the state of Alabama, that's where his preferences are going to lie. Kentucky is on the road as well this weekend. They're heading to Mississippi State. Mississippi State's four and three, two and two at home. Kentucky's still six and one, believe it or not. Mississippi State is favored in this game. Kind of shocking to me, really. And, but it, it speaks to the amount that of skepticism that even Vegas has in this Kentucky team and how this six and one, I mean, do you think it's a mirage? At this point,
3: I don't know. I call it a mirage necessarily, but it's also not.
2: It's not as impressive as Old Misses Six and no,
3: One. No, I mean like you know, Missouri gave t- Kentucky. I mean, Missouri was in the Kentucky game. You know what I mean? Like so, and we're bad. Um, Kentucky hasn't I dunno, they've never really had that signature win for me, you know what I mean? Like they they really need to knock off a somebody like a Georgia for you really wanted to believe it. You know what I mean? Like just and that includes when Missouri is winning football games. You know, Missouri suffers from the same thing as K- Kentucky a little bit, and you know, like despite what our record might be, the Missouri and the Kentuckys of the world are going to have to really beat somebody good for before sort of the national media decides that yeah, they're pretty good.
2: Yeah. Paul, who have you got in this one? Mississippi State. He likes the home team and he likes the SEC West team. Colin, would you believe it if I told you that the largest spread of all SEC games this weekend, the biggest favorite of all these teams is the University of Missouri Fighting Tigers. They're 16 and a half point favorites over the Vanderbilt Commodores on the road at Vanderbilt Stadium. Mizzou is favored by 16 and a half. Mizzou has not Covered the spread once this season. They're 0 and seven versus the spread. Yeah, I'm
3: saying, I wouldn't, Three I, and four I wouldn't overall. Take that. I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like that's I I could see Missouri winning by two touchdowns, but sixteen is a lot.
2: Sixteen and, uh, and a half points. And I'm shocked to see that spread. Everybody talks about, you know, Vegas knows what it's doing, but they haven't this year about the Tigers. They are 0 and seven when choosing the Tigers. Mizzou can't handle it. But Vanderbilt, two and six, one and four at home. They're a very bad football team. I think Mizzou will win this game. I have very little doubt about that. If they lose and they can, obviously they can lose. If they do, you got to fire Steve Wilkes. That's what I say. But, uh, 16 and a half is a lot of points. I don't know if
3: I'd take that. Yeah. Me neither. That's, uh, that's certainly a, a lock. You know, like last, last week or I guess two weeks ago when Missouri was, um, only get, getting like what, how, what was it to A and M nine, something yeah. like that? Yeah. In the beginning, like that was easy money. I regret not betting my house payment on it. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it, I was foolish not to. But, uh, this is, I do not feel that way about this spread.
2: Paul, what do you think about the uh, Missouri's chances? I'll pass on watching the Missouri game. Oh, come on, it's a conference game. You're not even going to watch. The hapless Tigers continue to inch toward the bottom of the SEC. It's true, but they're playing Vanderbilt. So anyway, well, I've got the Tigers. I don't necessarily think they're going to cover that, but I certainly think they're going to win. And that's the entire slate of games this week, Colin. It's a it's a light one. Last week and this week, it's been sort of a bye week time. You know, everybody's getting their byes out of the way, including us last week. Yep. So that'll do it for the Round the Horn. I definitely have a different attitude going into this game this week and with this season than I did prior to the Luther Burton signing. I mean, that was something I didn't expect. It happened. It's a huge deal, and it's going to have long-term ramifications for the entire program. So all in all, everybody was kind of hopeful, like, well, he's recruiting well. He's recruiting well. I know we're not seeing it on the field yet. This isn't recruiting well. This is recruiting to a level Mizzou has never seen before. You got to give Drinkwitz that. He is recruiting at a level this program has never seen before. And so all the criticism and questions we had about Drinkwitz, I'm not walking any of that back. We've still been bad. And when you're bad, you take heat. But he's moving things in the right direction. And I'm excited to have him as our football coach because... You know, maybe I'll care more about recruiting rankings when there's a fucking chance under the sun that we might land a couple of them. And there wasn't yep. when Barry Odom was coach, and there is now. That's true. Anyway, I'm looking forward to Saturday, Colin. M I Z. Z O U.
0: Oh, my God, it's like having an orgasm.